Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Fibber McGee and Molly Show. Every weekday at this time, NBC brings you Fibber, McGee, and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Hutto. We'll join Fibber and Molly in just a moment. Notice, here's a thought for you. About 38,000 people were killed in traffic accidents in 1952, according to the National Safety Council. Now, wait a minute, don't just toss that off. It can happen to you, unless you take extra care to prevent traffic accidents for yourself and others. For one thing, you might bear in mind that almost two-thirds of all drivers involved in fatal accidents were violating some traffic law. Courtesy, caution, and common sense help prevent accidents. Respect your traffic laws, signs, signals, and road markings. Make courtesy your code of the road. Remember to dim your lights for oncoming cars and for a car in front of you. If you've ever had someone's light staring at you from your rearview mirror, you know it can be just as blinding as if you were coming right at you. Just think of it, 38,000 people killed in a single year on our streets and highways. It's high time America awakened to this grim fact and did something about it. That means you, Mr. Driver, slow down, be courteous, and respect traffic regulations. Now, just a minute, friend. 
What's the matter? It's half and armored and Ben Gay. Ben Gay? Yeah. What's that all about? Well, it's a long story, Molly. We... You're not going to leave me hanging with a teaser like that, you Arabian name dropper. Huh? What is it? Well, I was going around town mailing these posters on telephone poles and pasting them on empty store windows. Yes. And Wimple came along and started to talk to me. So? And so he got me confused. He would pick a time when I was at a store window. So instead of sticking the poster up with the paste, I drove a nail through it. Through the window? Heavenly day. Well, luckily, no one was around except me. What happened to Mr. Wimple? Disappeared before the glass hit the ground. Well, sir, I figured I owed that owner an explanation. At least. So I wrote a note. And I said, dear sir, I busted it. It was cheap glass, but never the same. I did bust it. Sorry. And I signed it, King Farouk. King Farouk? Yeah, then I added a P.S. If this is unsatisfactory, you may contact my lawyers, Hassan, Ahmed, and Ben Day. Honestly, I don't know how you dream up such things. Yeah, I know. I, I got to thinking on the way home, and somehow it didn't seem quite honest. So I went back and I pinned a $10 bill to the note to pay for it. But don't worry. After this advertising gimmick of mine starts working, 10 bucks will seem like... There, you see what I mean? The phone's ringing already. Probably can't wait to get down here, so... Hassan, Armand, and... Oh, I mean, Kirby's variety... Oh, hello? Yeah, yes, ma'am. Oh, yes, certainly, ma'am. Uh, be happy to take your order over the phone. What'd I tell you, kiddo? Our first order, and then posters ain't been up 20 minutes. I wish I knew what it said on them, because... What's that, ma'am? Uh, just a minute. Molly, get a pad and a pencil, will you? Yes, ma'am. It'll be wrapped and ready for you to pick up at 3 o'clock. Here's the pad and the... Thanks. What'd you hang up for? Mm, that's all she ordered. Just a pad and pencil. Mm. I'll wrap them up for her. After all, the posters don't say how much they have to buy. Well, what do they say? Oh, didn't I tell you? Well, up at the top, it says, Big sale at Kirby's Variety Store. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Three hurries? Yep. Then comes the line of the guinea pigs. The thing that's going to bring them in. It says, everyone who makes a purchase... No matter how large or small, uh, can you wait on me? Yeah. I want to buy something. Yeah. Uh, anything. Here, sir, I'll take a worth of something. Oh, boy, oh, boy, look at him come. I'll tell you, I'll tell you about it later. Uh, take it easy, folks. You all get waited on. Get the three women over there, Molly. I'll wait on the guy that's waiting on the lamp round. One at a time, folks. One at a time. Back to us for this there in a minute. Freedom to worship in the church of his choice is the heritage of every American. Do you, as an American, exercise that right by attending your church regularly? Everyone needs the comfort and inspiration of religious faith. Faith helps hold our families together. It builds moral and spiritual character. And it creates a spirit of brotherhood on which democracy depends. All of us are aware of the important role played during the war by chaplains of all faiths in helping our soldiers adjust to military life. Faith and worship are of vital importance to the moral fiber of America. It is a need to worship which drove our forefathers to leave their native lands and come here. And the need of strength through faith is no less today. Today, perhaps more than ever before, there is a need to turn to a way of life based on the enduring principles of religion. The religious institutions in your community need your interest and support. To face the problems of the present and the future, America must be morally strong. And that moral strength comes through worship and faith. Go to church this week and take someone with you. Oh, my goodness, McGee, I've never seen anything like that crowd. 
If you hadn't locked the door so we could check up, we'd nearly get out of here to go home. Persistent little devils, weren't they? And you know something? Huh? Most of those customers kept running in and out. They'd buy something, pay for it, get the sales check, and then go buy something else. Oh, sure. The more sales checks they have, the more... There's another one banging on the window. Tell him to go away, will you? I got to add up the receipts before 6 o'clock. Oh, it's Dr. Gamble, McGee. <laughs> he looks so funny standing at the window with his nose pressed against the glass. Oh, fat, though, eh? I thought it got kind of dark in here all of a sudden. <laughs> well, let him in so I can see what I'm doing. Come in, Dr. Gamble. Hi, Molly. What the dickens goes on over here, anyhow? Dallas Winkle told me he walked past here an hour ago and nearly got trampled to death in the crowd. Yep. What crowd, for Pete's sake? I was in here day before yesterday and the place was dying on its feet. What happened? Well, ask himself here. He was the one who did it. Oh, it's really nothing, Doctor. Just the old McGee know-how. Oh. After all, one can make a success of anything if one will only use one head. <laughs> you mean one's head? Leave him alone. He knows what he means. <laughs> wow. Look at all that money. Come on, Bullet Brain. Give us the story. Well, it's very simple, kid. All I did was put up some posters around the neighborhood that said, Any? What's that? What's that? Somebody at the window again. Ooh. Oh, dear, there's a crowd gathering out there again. Hey, what time is it? Six o'clock. Oh, my gosh, is it that late already? Well, let them in. Let them in? We're not open at night now, too, are we? Only for 15 minutes. But why? Oh, I haven't time to explain now. I have to get my hat. Your hat? Hey, you better get yours, too, Molly. You know McGee's schemes, if this is anything like some of the others. What this is all about, but I better let them in before they break the door down. What are you talking about? I don't know. All right, folks. Now, don't crowd. There's plenty of room for everyone. Can you folks out on the street hear me? I've got all your receipt stubs in this hat. It looks like it. Everyone's waving a cash register receipt. I thought it was something like that. Wonderful idea. I wonder what McGee's giving away. You never know. It might be you. Now then, I'm going to ask our good friend, Dr. George Gamble here, to reach in the hat and draw the winning number. Me. Yay, Dr. Gamble. I'll pay my bills, you do. What are you giving away? The Brooklyn Bridge? You see him in a talk. Talk. All right, here you are. The winning number is number three, five, six, two. Oh, wait here, of course. All right, folks, now all right, let the man through, let him through. What's the prize, McGee? What if he wins? Uh, here I am, mister. Boy, I never won anything in my life before. Wow, a brand new home freezer. Wait till the guys at the plant hear about this. A home freezer? Oh, McGee, we can't afford it. Now, take it easy, Molly, take it easy. I didn't say a home freezer. Oh, yes, you did, Matt. <laughs> I brought one of your posters right along with me. Yeah? Because right here, a winner gets a brand new 1954 freezer. That's right, sir. You're the lucky winner of this beautiful new 1954 freezer. The big two-gallon size. Huh? Yeah. Have your wife put the stuff in here, pack it with ice, turn this crank, and you'll have the greatest homemade ice cream in town. A ball of skittles! A freezer, he said! Now, listen, I'll turn the This is exactly like the post is said. A new freezer. Nobody said it was electric. I'm not trying to dip anybody. And I'm... Libby and Molly will be right back. 
I'd like to take a moment here to call your attention to the great radio entertainment that awaits you this weekend right here at the NBC spot on your dial. When it comes to downright fine radio listening, you'll find it on the NBC radio network this weekend. There's the NBC Symphony Orchestra, Jimmy Stewart as the Six Shooter, the NBC Star Playhouse, and dozens and dozens of other superb programs. Why not look in your newspaper's radio log for the listing of programs carried by the station over the weekend? You'll find more than enough programs to keep you enjoyably entertained, and all of them at the NBC spot on the dial. Next Monday evening, enjoy the music of the Railroad Hour with your host, Gordon McRae. Listen to the superb music of the Voice of Firestone and the Telephone Hour. You'll agree that Monday night means magnificent music when you tune to the station. Throughout the week, NBC brings you entertainment both day and night to keep you amused and pleased. Make it a point to keep your dial set to the station where you hear the three chimes. They're your invitation to fine radio entertainment. You know, if you think business was good today, wait and see the plans I got for next week. What? Who's that? Come in. Oh, hi, bud. You look... Oh, my gosh, Molly, look. It's Pat O'Brien. Hi, Fibber. Hi, Molly. Pat O'Brien. Oh, my goodness. My hair's a mess in the... Oh, don't get up, Molly. I can only stay a minute. But as chairman of the Motion Picture Radio and Television Committee of the National Safety Council, I've been asked to come over here tonight and thank you both for your able help in advancing the cause of safety. Oh, Jesus. Now, the series of safety announcements which you two recorded last year are now being used by almost 1,400 radio stations throughout America. Well, we're happy to hear that, Pat. And for this outstanding contribution, I've been authorized by Mr. Ned Dearborn, president of the National Safety Council, to present to you the Safety Council's Public Interest Award for Exceptional Service to Safety. Thank you very much, Mr. O'Brien. Well, you can thank me if you don't call me Mr. Just call me Pat. Now, thanks go out to you, Fibber McGee, and Molly. Oh, that's awfully nice, Pat. Good night. Good night. Good night, all. NBC has brought you the Fibber McGee and Molly program transcribed. With Bill Thompson as the man, Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble, and Elvia Allman as the woman. Others in tonight's cast were Dick Ryan and Natalie Matthews. This is John Wall inviting you to be with us again next Monday night when business booms for Fever McGee and Bob. Here, listen to Washington tonight on...